0: La fondue le fait tic-tac-tic-tic,
1: les oiseaux du lac pic-pac-pic-pic, glou-glou-glou font tous les dindons. et la jolie cloche ding-ding-dong, mais
2: hey, bonjour rugby friends and welcome to a new episode oh, okay. of French Rugby Connection with moi, Véronique Landieu, yeah. and
0: And going for a grand slam, Mike Pierce.
2: Yes, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> so, Mike, what a weekend. What a weekend. Ooh, what a France weekend. nearly, nearly was there, nearly won after a 15 years dry spell at Twickenham, the temple of rugby. But uh, unfortunately, Maroui Toget had his magic hand. Did he or oh, didn't he? That's a question <laughs> Bob. Oh. I think it was pretty much a try.
0: Four minutes to go as well. Just
2: four minutes left. <laughs> I know. It's controversial.
0: Incredible.
2: Yeah, incredible. Incredible. I would like to say that France lost the battle, but we haven't lost the, the war yet.
0: No, that's this Saturday, isn't it?
2: <laughs> that was the philosophy from uh, Mathieu Jalibert uh, when asked, you know, about uh, his feedback uh, during that game. But I have to say, I was so pleased anyway to see such a phenomenal, thrilling game on Saturday. It was absolutely a, a, a feast—a feast for the eyes. That was an
0: incredible game, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, after two minutes, Dupont scored a try, and I thought, "Wow, this is going to be a stuffing." You know, two minutes, just two minutes, and he scores a try, you think, wow. But, you know, fair play to England. They they battled, didn't they? And uh, you know, Do you think France looked rusty? Do you think the COVID thing has affected them, or what's your opinion?
2: <sighs> That's an interesting question. So, as you know, 12 players had been uh, infected by COVID two weeks ago, including five uh, staff members. So they might have felt a bit tired towards the end of the match. Yeah. And I think, you know, what I find hard to understand is the fact that uh, Fabien didn't use his three finishers towards yeah, that the end. Yeah, was not it? So he didn't use, you know, he, he could have used chelonge, Baptiste and and of course, you know, Tamak, but they were not of use, unfortunately. And apparently the reason why he didn't want to use the finishers was because it worked uh, pretty well when they played against Ireland. So I think he didn't want to rock the boat, but unfortunately, he didn't play in France' favour. Eddie Jones, on the contrary, used his finishers with Ben Earl and Ellis Genji, yeah, Jamie George yeah. and uh, David, Adian, who fulfilled the brief and played pretty well this time. So a, a, a bit disappointing, but uh, w- w- what do you make about the England team? What were your thoughts from a Welsh point of view?
0: I mean, it was a huge improvement from them, wasn't it? But but you'd expect that after you know sort of the disappointment of of the previous weeks. The Saracens players looked like they'd had a bit more game time. I mean, Otoji was was back to his to his very best, and and they didn't give away so many penalties. I mean, I thought they. They they took on France up front, didn't they? They matched them physically, and and you know they they were great at the at the rucks and mauls. But I'll tell you one thing, I think France really missed Bernard Larue. Now he's one of these players who does a lot of the unseen work, and he's a niggly sort of nuisance player. And I think I think they really missed his his craft work. On Saturday, and of course, I, I, as far as I can gather, he's he's out of the squad still with a thigh injury. But I think he was a big loss, even though Fafa Fafafafafafafayuna had uh, had had a good game in in his place.
2: I have to disagree with you. I think that what? really really yes, uh, Romate Fofana was absolutely brilliant. That was the game of his life. He yeah, was on, on, on fire. Well. Yeah, I from the second ling, uh second row of. Too long. I think it was his twenty-third selection really, really well. He yeah, no, was probably no. one of the yeah. players that played the the, the 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 best. Other players had, uh, unfortunately, showed a little bit more indiscipline, like uh, Dupont, which was it was still brilliant. He had a brilliant game, but in some instances, you know, he missed the ball. And but I, I put the blame on the fact that you know it's eighty minutes is a very long game for yeah. for players. Well, not, maybe yeah. they could have been replaced a yeah. bit earlier.
1: The point I was making about
0: Larue is I'm not taking any, anything away from his replacement. Is that Larue is a niggly little player. He does. You Know he holds people off the ball when he tackles them, he sits on them. He just does these all these little niggly things that 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 help the side. And probably, Terfa Fanuna, I wish you'd call him something else, is, is more of a clean sort of player, more of a structured player. No, so I, thought, I thought he had a fine game. In fact, France had a fine game. You know, we're talking about four minutes, aren't we? And and one blade of grass, basically. Indeed,
2: indeed. First half was absolutely brilliantly played then second half you know this is when mistake yeah. did happen unfortunately for for the French but it was a learning experience like Laporte said you know they will learn from it you yeah. know it's a shame we won't get the Grand Schlem but as Mathieu Jalibert said on a perdu une bataille mais pas la guerre we've lost a battle but not the war. So next week,
0: you lose the war.
2: France is going to meet, uh, going to meet the uh, the Red Devils, the dragons rouge in uh, Stade de France. Uh, know, so absolutely. you have the stats. Well, I believe last year France won against Wales in the Principality.
0: Yeah, and of course you beat us in in. There was a friendly game before the Autumn Nations Cup. But you know, I'm I'm still pinching myself about this this Welsh side because i have to say at the beginning of the season i thought we'll be lucky to beat italy and maybe grab a sneak a win against ireland or england but but to be going for a grand slam i mean i never thought in a million years that would happen but uh, you know there it is and of course wales and france have a you know big history of, of grand slam showdowns and muslim have been in cardiff in fact, Wales won in 1976, 1978, 2008, and 2012, winning Grand Slams in Cardiff. But they've only won once a Grand Slam, playing France in the last game in Paris, and that was in 1971, 50 years ago. The great Welsh side of Gareth Edwards, Barry John, J.P.R. Williams—they won 9-5 at Stade Colomb. So maybe you know this is the time to celebrate that anniversary. With with another Grand Slam. And
2: you know what? I have a brilliant guest this week. Do you? That you will thoroughly enjoy speaking with. It's Scott Guinell.
0: It's marvellous. I'll tell you what. Uh, this Quinnell yes? family, have, I saw his dad play, Derek. He won a Grand Slam in 1978. Saw so Scott's debut in 1994 where he scored against France. Handing off Damien Penno's son, Alan, and his brother Craig also scored a try in a, in a win in Paris in 1999. So the family have a great history in, in this tournament, particularly against France.
2: Let's have a chat yeah. uh, with uh, Scott. You had a very busy day. Thank you for the, your time. So, Scott, 20 years ago today, on the 17th of March, 2001, you won for the second time against the French in Paris. The score was yeah. 35 to 43. So do you think that history will repeat itself in Stade de France on Saturday? I hope I, so.
1: I hope so. <laughs> I hope, so. Yeah. Oh, I hope it not. Was, uh, <laughs> it was funny because in 1999, when we went there for the first time, I think well, it was in 24 years, we hadn't went out to Paris. since. Great. Scored the try in 1975, so it, it took it took a while then. But we won in 1999. We won in 2001, and my brother scored a try in uh, in, in that one. I keep I keep on mixing them. Up. I keep I keep on mixing both those games up, but they were both fantastic days for us. And then, of course, we won in 2019. We went out there, hopefully this year we can we, we can just sneak it again, just sneak it again, and get another Grand Slam.
2: You know, the French are very very eager to win because of the loss they, they incurred last week in the temple of rugby, Twickenham. So yeah, it's going to be a nice feast, loads at stake, you know, for France to win that game after the defeat and for you to win the Grand Schlem. What your predictions are in terms of percentage? It's
1: going to be 49. To 51, I think it's going to be so close. You know, we've scored more tries in this championship than we've done for a long time. I think France are playing some brilliant rugby, absolutely brilliant rugby. World-class, the best player in the world. I just love watching him play. And with that, you know, you had the ability to, to be big, to powerful and friendly. Score some wonderful tries, as we saw one the, of the tries of the championship last week at Twickenham. So with Sean was there, guy we 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 kind of know quite well, taking obviously the the, the defensive sessions. He will know a little bit about us as well. So yeah, it's going to be it's going to be very. I I, I would say fifty-fifty, but then we don't get a grand slam. Yeah, well... Scott, do you, do you can I ask uh, just a quick question, Scott? Do you think Wales'
0: players who have experienced a grand slam, Alan, Wynne, Lupe... Tipperick, Fox, etc. Do you think the fact that they've had experience of seeing out these Grand Slam deciders will, will be a will be a big factor?
1: I think so. I think the experience, you know, Alwyn Al- Al- Jones. There was a lovely stat this week. I, I think somebody mentioned that if Alwyn Al- Jones wins the Grand Slam on the weekend, that will be his fourth, and that's as much as Ireland and England combined. So yeah. that, uh, that <laughs> yeah. that's uh, in, in the Six Nations. So that's a, some achievement, you know. There's, there's some yeah. guys sitting on, on three Grand Slams. like us uh, Davis, JPR I think. Uh, yeah. Who else? Uh, Getty Jenkins, Ryan Jones has got three. Adam Adam Jones has got three. So, but you know, it's, it's just incredible, it's just absolutely yeah. incredible yeah. to be able to do that. And do you, do you think the absence of, of of the crowd? Do you think that will affect the French more or the Welsh more? It all depends because if you get if you get on top of France, in, uh, in stand the France, then you can actually you know get the crowd uh, on, on the French players backs a yeah, little do bit. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you know without that, I, you know they say that they too good, you know they, they're controlled too well. Where well, they got Aguilabe or you they got Antamark at, at 10, two brilliant young fly halves they they control the game a lot better. So I think it's gonna be a, I, I think it's gonna be a, a, an incredible game. Uh, I think it's yeah. both sides of what the what the player would be you know hopefully the sun is shining uh, as it is here in Wales in Paris on uh, on Saturday. And uh, a snow win that uh, if if you win the Grand Slam then you know we win the whole tournament and if France yeah. beat us and then they go go to Scotland so it's going to, be, it's, it's going to be a slightly different finish to a, a sixth Asia as, as yeah. we saw last year uh, with yeah. uh, the Super Sac they said are coming up at the, in, in November uh, but yeah it's uh, from a Welsh point of view can we dream yes it's going to be the most difficult game of the campaign definitely
2: so i've got a work. question for you my, okay. my yeah. lady yeah. lady first lady next for our french listeners scott how do you explain the success of when pivac last year you were bottom of the table there was lots of resentment towards him and also during the Autumn automation cup so what is he doing right this time
1: as good as the players that they can put in the park, uh, especially international national level where you, you know, you've got a finite group of players to pick from. So the likes of having Ken Owen back in. Alwyn Jones had a rest between uh, the, the Auckland Nations, Keppel, the Six Nations. Josh Navidi's back in there. Uh, Tudor uh, that was down for two years. He took a little bit of time to get back in, but he's, he's world class for me. I think he's just absolutely outstanding. Coming off the bench and pushing Dan Big for that place, George North has come into 13 and really settled him. well. He's played the best rugby I've seen probably for about four or five years off George. He's getting more touches on the ball. You know, we've got uh, John Davis back in the centre, in and out. And then of course you had who scored brilliant tries. You know, when he gets the ball, everybody sort of sits up. He's he's you know like to compare people, but he's he's a, he's a, he's, a, he's a Shane Williams. You know what I mean? When he gets the ball. You know, people just went to see what he could do with it, and uh, with likes to Liam Williams of will pull back and half Benny now, you know, sort of uh, both pushing each other. There's a really competitive edge to this squad as well. So you like that young experience. You know, it makes for a good squad. So coaching, it can be very, very difficult if you can't put the right people on the back. Now we can. You know, you see it the benefit of that.
2: In your time, who was your toughest opponent in the French team? And the French team,
1: do you know what? I I was lucky enough to play in the nineties where you had two guys in the back row who I played quite a bit against, the uh, Benzema and Ben-Z are two, because you know, big, physical, powerful. Yeah, they were they they, they were tough. They were, they were tough, but, you know, I, I saw I saw Benazi on on the pack when he was in Northampton about two years ago, when he was out there with Montpellier. He was the team manager, I think, at the time. And uh, we, we, I, we just saw each other. He doesn't speak much English. I don't speak any French. We <laughs> went over, just gave each other a big hug and just smiled at each other and sort of went their own ways you Know, he with respect with, 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 with the French guys. And it's funny because France are almost my second team because I, I, I used to love playing against France, I absolutely love playing against France. Because Why? Because you used to pick each other up. Uh, beat each other up. <laughs> you know, and that's, that's what you know. I, I grew up watching uh, the sort of 80s and 90s with Jean Pierre Reeves. Yes. Uh, and, you know, the sick. The Six Nations wasn't the Six Nations until Jean Pierre Reeves had got blood in his blonde hair. You know what I mean? And <laughs> yeah. when, when he's got has got the blood in his hair, I and mean, you think, yeah, it's the Six Nations, that you? You know, just just absolutely brilliant. then when I played in '94 to play against uh, the great Philippe Sella, you know, uh, who you used, you used to watch, you used to watch Blanco and Sella score these tries, and to be honest, same pictures of, in '94 to score that just, try, Scott. This oh. try was pretty impressive. Uh, the train was, yeah, the train wasn't too bad. <laughs> think, uh, they think I'm lying, but it, it's actually not. The, the people say, you, you, you were quick. Say, they said, if Bennett were chasing you, you'd be quick too. But if they caught you, they'd beat you up. I'll tell you what makes you feel old as well, is when you realise that Damien Peno's dad was one of the yeah. people trying to tackle you. Yeah, I know. i played against Entama. i played against the dad. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you, you, you have a look at that, you know, and he's been out Africa that you know, for France, so. But you're saying that, uh, I, I, George North, uh, that was 101 caps, and he went to school with my doctor, so oh, that, wow. That, that, wow. that's how old I feel, man, that, that's how old I feel.
2: And your father played in the Fifth Nation in 1978, is that correct as well, and beat the French? Yeah, yeah, they played the Grand Slam game uh, out there in nineteen seventy
1: eight. They, they they won the triple triple crowd that year. So, yeah, he played, there. Uh, my, my dad played out there, he played from '72 to '80,
2: 1980, I think it was. I see. And which team players in the French team are you most worried of? I mean, Greg Adrit is, is very much uh, on top form. All standing on the is, one is—it's just
1: brilliant. Dupont is just world class, absolutely world class. He's—he's he's a sm- small, in stature, big in heart, as they say. When you know when, when you play against them, you you you've got to worry about it, you know. he, he keeps that pack going forward, and he gets that backline on the on the front foot. So, yeah. But i like you know you have a look at the side of the Premier League, game, you know. I'm at Teddy Palmer. I, I love watching Teddy Palmer play. You know what I mean, he's, uh, he's like uh, Louis Rissambeck, uh, the fact that when he's got the ball, you don't know what he's going to do. But, you know, some of the runs that he has, uh, some blame. And, uh, when, when, you, when you've got a first name, my, my first name is Lyon. So, so and, my, and Quinelle is actually French.
2: Is it? That's what I was saying to yeah. Mike. I said, it's called Quinelle. He said, no, it's not Quinelle. It's called Quinelle, Quinelle. So you've got some French origin. That's good to know.
1: Many, many years ago,
0: I think, the French.
2: Excellent. Michael, did you know that?
0: No, it's, it's been an education, I must say. I, I didn't realize that. I just wanted to ask Scott one final thing, and that was viewers and listeners to, to BBC Wales will know that you predicted a Grand Slam at the start of this tournament when, when everybody else uh, had very low expectations. Was was that just sheer optimism or did you see something that that you felt made that decision for you?
1: When you it's like I mentioned before, when you've got players that have went Grand slams, and when they've had five years before and they, they bounce back in, in those in those games and you had the lights of kinda coming back, the B D coming back yeah. and you know and then it, it it was an educated guess, yeah. uh, to, to be honest, you know, when you look at it because you they had they had to perform on the pitch. They've done that. They have performed on the pitch. And you know what? At the start of every championship, if every fan—and that's what I am—you know, I'm a, yeah. I'm a, I'm a fan—that if you can't believe your side is going to win, then what is the point? I, I, I just—I don't get people sort of saying, "Oh, I hope we come forth No, I don't. No. We hope we win it. Yeah, and if, yeah. we, if we do come fourth, then you've got to analyse why why do you came yeah. fourth. But you've got to believe. You know what I mean? And, 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 and as an ex-player, if I didn't think that the country and people, you know, that, that are pendent, if they don't believe in you, so where did they get their belief from? And that's 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 the way I look at
2: it. Absolutely. Excellent. And it's going to be a cracking game. I can't wait until Saturday. Will you be doing some commentating on um, on TV, on the radio? No, I'm actually I'm
1: working. I'll be coming off because I've put Scrum 5 on Saturday, so I'll be coming home to watch it
2: after that and then uh, the I got show Sunday and then scum five uh, Sunday night. So, busy weekend, busy weekend. Well, all the best of luck and may the best win, may the best team win. I'm so, I'm very diplomatic, I have to say. You mentioned earlier, you know, some of your former opponents such as Abdel Benazi and you saw Philippe Sella as well playing when you were younger. Well, um, I was very, very lucky to have a chance to speak with them on French Rug- Rugby Connection as well. So. Yeah, a little bit over. Oh. Uh, if you want to go back into memory lane, you know, just have to follow. Oh, it yes, they're, they're, lov- they're lovely people. They are indeed. Merci beaucoup. How do you say thank you in Welsh? Teach me.
1: Diolch bawd.
2: Diolch bawd. Diolch Oh, Dioch. Dioch. All right. And I was saying to you earlier that uh, I'm from Brittany and Welsh, and Breton language are closely related. And uh, we are all we are all we are all the caliphs. We are, yes, indeed. <laughs> Au revoir, Kenavo. Thank you very much. Merci. Au revoir. Merci. Bye. 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 Merci. Bye. 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 After they they suffered a defeat against Les Anglais, but uh, Wales is ready to to win another Schlem.
0: Well, look, let me tell you some stuff here, because France have won only two out of their last nine games against Wales. So how about that? In Mm. In the total history of the matches, they've played 100 times. France have won 46. Wales have won 51 and they've drawn three. They've met twice in the Rugby World Cup, once in the 2011 semi-final, when Sam Warburton got sent off, France got to the final, and of course, in the quarter-finals in 2019, when Wales won in Japan. So, yeah, this is going to be a fascinating encounter, because when you look, France have beat more defenders than any other team. They've averaged 27 per game. Wales have the lowest... Uh, number of defenders, they've beaten 12.5 per game. But all the top three tacklers in this year's Six Nations are Welsh, Justin Tipperrick with 70, and Josh Navidi and Toulouse-Fallata with 57. So it's a real fascinating encounter, and, and the stats would indicate it's going to be a very close game, but a very exciting game, I think.
2: Yeah. And you know what happened 20 years ago?
0: 20 years ago? In
2: 2001. <laughs>
0: 2000, I think Wales won in Paris.
2: Correct.
0: Neil Jenkins, I think, was a big try score there. And the man himself, Scott Quinnell, got a try, if I'm not mistaken.
2: Yeah, and the score was 35-43. Yeah, and it happened and today. It happened on the 17th of March. Yeah, it's, a...
0: it's been some amazing We're... games.
2: So I'm not going to ask you who you think is going to win, because well, I know I the you, answer.
0: Well, I he's going to win. <laughs> <laughs> the referee is Luke Pierce, and he's no relation of mine. Okay, but he was born in Wales, so there we are. You've got your you've got your get out get out excuse already. It was a Welsh referee.
2: But did you know that Luke Pierce follows me on Twitter and is one of my number one referee now? So because he learned a little bit of French as you know, it was from Wayne listening Barnes to
0: So you're so thick. It was Wayne Barnes two weeks ago. Now you now you dumped him. And you're on to Luke Pierce.
2: <laughs> well, actually, well, Wenvar follows me on LinkedIn now, as of today as well. So it's a very, very small rugby world. Okay, so I'm really looking forward for a thrilling, a thrilling game in Stade de France on Saturday. When is it on?
0: Eight o'clock UK time, nine o'clock French time. So it's going to be a long wait, isn't it? It's going to be a long day, but we'll oh, going to be exhausted by the time kickoff time comes. It's a yes. good job the pubs aren't opening wheels. It's a good job there's a lockdown. Otherwise, I don't think anybody would be in a fit state to watch it by nine o'clock.
2: <laughs> yes. So, so what about the other games? Yeah, the other two, game last Yeah, weekend?
0: sure. Two games uh, starts off a little aperitif at two fifteen. Scotland against Italy with Monsieur Roman Poit in charge. Mister Roman Poit, don't be scared, Johnny. Don't be scared. Sixteenth wooden spoon for Italy which is you know, an incredible statistic, isn't it? They've lost 52 out of their last 54 away games. The only comfort for them is those two away games were wins against Scotland in 2007 and 2015. But it doesn't get any easier for Italy. They've now lost 31 Six Nations games in a row. But the record against Scotland is, is the best that they've got against any other nation. They've played 32 Scotland have won 24, but Italy have actually won eight. So they have had some success. So that, that's the the first one on the card. And then coming up at quarter to five, 4.45, another French referee, Mathieu Reynal, and that's England, Ireland against England in Dublin, which will be a real battle. I think England have won their last two meetings in Ireland and Ireland are the only team yet to concede a try in the last 20 minutes of a Six Nations game, but England have scored four tries in the last 20 minutes of their Six Nations games. So, you know, that's going to be uh, interesting to see how how that uh, pans out. And an interesting and unusual stat, the team leading at half-time in every England-Ireland game in the Six Nations has always managed to go on and win it. So the history of the game, famous history, they played 137 times. England have won 80, Ireland have won 49, and eight games have been drawn. So it's going to be uh, a long old day in front of the box on Saturday. It
2: will. It, It will. So tell me more about the math now. How many points does... France needs to get in order to win the tournament because it's going to be a question of points at the end of the day
0: this is now this has been you know I spent many asleep it's not over this okay if Wales win irrespective of anything else it's done and dusted they've won the Six Nations Championship and the Grand Slam if if the match between France and Wales is a draw then Wales win the Six Nations Now, basically, France have to come away from the game with Wales with four more match points than Wales, Okay, If France win by seven points or less and don't get a bonus point, then Wales win the championship. If France get a win and a bonus point against Wales, then they also have to beat Scotland the following week with a bonus point to win the championship. So that was as clear as mud.
2: uh, it's a bit like a deja vu I'm afraid
0: (laughs) yeah the interesting thing is you know the match although it hasn't been officially announced the match is certainly going against Scotland is going to be played on the following Friday because the French Rugby Union accreditation people have already sent out stuff confirming that date but it hasn't been officially announced now the trouble for Scotland is they won't have Hogg, Maitland, Harris, Gray or Steele playing because they'll be playing in the Premiership so You'd have to think, irrespective of Saturday, that France have got a guaranteed bonus point win against Scotland in the bank. I mean, no disrespect to Scotland, but you can't see a Scotland team without those players uh, doing very much in Paris, can you? Mm -hmm. So in effect, it makes the Wales-France game, in my opinion, even more of a showdown. I mean, it's, it's, it's a fascinating, fascinating encounter. And how do you approach this game? If you've got to get a bonus point, you know, does it does it change your mentality? It's it's a fascinating encounter in so many areas, you know.
2: It is, it is indeed. Time will tell. Time will tell RWC oh, oh, twenty
0: twenty-three.
2: Let's start by the very, very good news is that Daniel Ashton. Who is the director general of the organization committee of 2023? Has mentioned that yesterday, in less than 12 hours, 310,000 tickets were sold. Wow the first phase of tickets, and because you tried to get some tickets yourself, there were some issues regarding connections. but uh, the positive news is that from the sixth of April, all tickets will be available for the public and One then... thing
0: it does show that two years out and how interesting you know how how people are already clamoring for tickets two and a half years before the tournament starts i mean it 's a, it's a, it's a great indication of how successful. You know, and we're going to have full stadiums for every game by the looks of it, which is which is even more incredible.
2: Absolutely. And the locations, oh, wow, yeah. you know, taking place in Nice, Bordeaux, Nantes, Marseille. Lille. Uh, yes. <laughs> no, just no, no, no down the road yeah. <laughs> from England. But it's amazing, you know, really looking forward to the oh. Rugby World Cup. 14, there was only one game that took place last weekend. It was a catch-up game, match de retard.
0: Poor old Agen.
2: The score was 48-20, which is very disappointing for, for Agen. Not much to save. So top 14, no more matches next week, but top 14 will restart in two weeks' times.
0: On the 27th year of March. Exactly. Full
2: back French lesson. How do you say the pitch? the pitch? And there are two words you could use, but the one word is more commonly used in the press. Le... The pitch.
0: Pardon. Oh, sorry, sorry. I thought you <laughs> called me something then. Uh,
2: <laughs> le, le, le terroir. That's far. So you could say, oh, you're just Googling. <laughs> no, no, I was thinking goes, of wine. I was thinking
0: could... of wine and it's sort of, you know, the terroir.
2: Well, you could potentially say le, le terrain. Le
0: terrain, OK.
2: Le terrain de rugby.
0: Okay.
2: T-E-R-R-A-I-N. Okay. Or you could say... La pelouse. Okay. La... La pelouse,
0: which is the the grass. Pelouse, as in Fabian pelouse. Yes. Okay. No, it's interesting. <laughs> I knew, I, didn't
2: know that. I knew you would have said.
0: Yeah, I was thinking. I've no. was so... thinking about wine now, I was thinking of Santa Emilia, and I was
2: drifting off. <laughs> it's a bit winey. Oh, yeah, it is actually. Of course. Of course. For myself, I will have to wait until France wins the tournament. Well, oh, so. you're not used
1: to giving up drink for years.
0: Is that official? <laughs>
2: No pressure, Fabian.
0: Well
2: done for this week. I
0: know.
2: Oh, it was so nice to speak with Scott Gino. I'm so happy and so pleased I was able to get him. I yes. think it was the maybe the French accent who, who did it and said, please, no, you know, Scott Gino, I couldn't. No. I couldn't understand
0: <laughs> either of you, to be honest.
2: <laughs> and you're Welsh.
0: <laughs> So then we've got a grand slam showdown in in a few days and And then it'll all be back to normal. be back to top 14 and it will seem...
2: And then we'll be getting even more exciting about the the Lion Tour, which is not really a French tour, but which would be of interest anyway for our Absolutely. yes. Okay, well, very nice to speak to all our listeners. And if you could subscribe to our podcast and rank it as well, we know we would really appreciate.
0: And have a great weekend, everybody. Stay safe. We're nearly at the end of all this... COVID yes. stuff and we'll soon get back to full crowds this time next year we'll be back to normal and it'll be business as usual but in the meantime stay safe have a great time have a great weekend and to you my French friend I hope you won't be too disappointed on Saturday night
2: <laughs> just ignore it time will tell time will tell i would have to do my dance side <laughs> yeah that, 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 that should clinch in it. The <laughs> <rire> Au revoir, Au revoir. Mes amis. Au revoir.
1: Les oiseaux du lac pic, 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 glou, glou, glou font tous les dindons et la jolie cloche ding, ding, don. Mais boum, quand notre cœur fait boum, tout avec lui dit boum et c'est l'amour qui s'éveille.